This is a Stand with Lynette podcast. You have episode 50, Mind-Blowing Insight into the Priesthood Power of Women with Emma Ellis. What would your life be like if you knew you could stand firmly on the covenant path, come what may? My name is Lynette Shepard, and I am here to help you do just that. If you are a Latter-day Saint woman with a desire to brighten your faith as the world grows darker, you are in the right place. Together, let's stand. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome to this 50th episode of the Sandwich Lynette podcast. It's so exciting that we are at episode 50. I can't believe I've been at this for nearly a year. I'm coming up on the one-year anniversary of this podcast And it's been an exciting year, and I'm glad for those of you who are still around after a year. And I'm grateful for those of you who are new to the party or who have joined at any period over the course of this last year. I'm grateful for all of you. I'm grateful for your ratings, for your reviews, for your shares, for your interaction on Instagram where I spend a lot of time. I'm just grateful for all of you that are here, and I hope you find value here. My hope is always to give you value that will help you to strengthen your faith in this increasingly faithless world, and I'm glad you're here. Now, we are going to be coming up on General Conference here in a couple weeks, which I'm so excited about. It's one of my favorite weekends of the year, one of my two favorite weekends of the year. I love General Conference so much, and I cannot wait to hear what our leaders are going to tell us. And if you are in a place where you're like really excited and wanting to dive in and get yourself prepared for conference and get your spiritual momentum going, I have a challenge for you. It's a 40-day challenge, a 40-day challenge called Shine 40. It's my signature challenge, right? It's 40 days of creating spiritual habits that will help you to create the spiritual momentum that our prophet has been telling us to do since he became the prophet several years ago. He talks a lot about spiritual habits and putting in the effort to creating those spiritual habits. I have created this challenge that will help you to do just that. And it is available at all times now. (laughs) Um, You get a free buddy pass to be able to have an accountability partner to go through the challenge with. If that's something you're interested in, I will put a link right in the episode description in the show notes. You can click on it. You can get this challenge for you and your friend to share and to experience together. Your friend can be your husband. It can be your son, your daughter, anyone who wants to work with you to develop that spiritual momentum. It's there for you. Check it out in the show notes. Thank you again for being here. I'm so excited for this episode with my friend, Emma Ellis. Emma is amazing. She has amazing insight and knowledge and understanding regarding the priesthood power of women, especially as it relates to the temple. Emma is so knowledgeable about the temple. And this episode, like I had a few mind-blowing moments with the things that Emma shared. This is information that all of us need to understand, especially women. There's so much confusion about women, about the priesthood, about where we fit in to this whole equation. And early in his tenure as prophet, I think it was his first talk to the women of the church as a prophet, President Nelson admonished us to learn about the priesthood. Emma took that seriously, and she has learned so much, and I want to follow her example. I'm like in on a mission now to really understand the priesthood, his priesthood, as Emma explains it. It's not the priesthood, it's his priesthood. This is profound life 
life-changing information, my friends. I hope you will share it with all of the women in your life. It is that good and that important. So without any further ado, let's get to this interview with Emma Ellis. Hello, hello, my friends. I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend, Emma Ellis, today. She is honestly one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram. I found her a a few months ago. I think her account is relatively new, but it's so, so good. Her account's called Powerful, spelled P-O-H-E-R-F-U-L, which I love. I love that play on the word powerful. And she's talking on Instagram directly to women about the temple and about the priesthood and about how it applies to us as women and this is such an important topic for us to understand and i think i still have a lot to learn and i know emma has studied a lot about this and i am so grateful that she is here today to teach us a little bit and help us better understand the priesthood in the temple so welcome emma i'm so happy that you're here oh thank you so much lynette i'm so happy to be here i am curious how did you get so interested in the priesthood and the temple what sparked that for you it kind of came out of nowhere, to be honest, because I've never had a, like, it's not like I've ever had an issue with it. I grew up in the gospel. I um, came from an amazing family who thankfully gave me a good foundation for my testimony. Uh, and I've just, I've always appreciated worthy priesthood holders within priesthood offices. And I've never second guessed it or anything. I just have loved it. But honestly, I think it really sparked when President Nelson gave his talk in April 2017 called Spiritual Treasures, where he talked about women having access to priesthood power. And when I, I mean, when I heard that talk, I was really confused because I only associated the priesthood with priesthood offices. So even though I never had an issue with it or I grew up in the gospel, Priesthood was never really talked about, to be honest. Um, Anytime priesthood was talked about, it was just referred to, you know, the men. And so whenever I heard about it, I just never associated it with me. So when the prophet associated it to me as a woman, I was like, wait a second. We don't, what? (laughs) Like, it just kind of took me by surprise. And not in a bad way, but just I... I didn't really understand. And I remember he gave us a lot of scriptures to study and he encouraged us to look into it more. And I did read all the scriptures, but I was also still very confused because again, I was associating it of how do I associate to priesthood offices? And that's not what he was meaning. So, I mean, there's like a whole chain of events. Like there was a Sunday school class where you know, it was about the priesthood and there was like a portion about how women relate to the priesthood. And it's not that anything was, you know, untrue or anything that people were saying was false, but it just felt like there was more to it. Like, I just have always felt like there's just more, even before his talk and everything. I've always been grateful for my purpose as a woman. I've never felt less than I've never felt, you know, I've always, I don't know, I've just always been grateful to be a woman, but there were a couple times where, you know, little things would kind of throw me off where I would just feel like there was just something more, you know, but I never, 
I don't know. It was just like, it's never like it was an issue. So in the Sunday school class after his talk, it was almost like it was escalated for me because it was, and not in a intentional way. It was just like, I could feel the spirit pushing me to learn more about it. So I bought a couple of books and I just dove in. And once I started to understand the terminology, that's when the whole game changed for me, where it felt like a whole new world was just opened because it just felt like everything within the gospel, although I understood it before then, now it just made so much more sense because his priesthood is everything within what we believe in. And so to understand all of the terminology and how it applies to me and how it applies to men and how it applies to my children and how it applies to everything that I believe in, in this, in his church, um, that's really when it exploded for me. And I just got so passionate about it. I'm like, everyone needs to know about this because <laughs> it's, it's amazing. That's awesome. So what were the two books that you read? I'm curious about that. So the first one was The Priesthood Power of Women by Barbara Morgan Gardner. I love that book because she does an incredible job at explaining the terminology. And I mean, I'll be honest, I first listened to it on Desert Bookshelf and I had to stop it. Like I was super intimidated because it was way over my head. But I'm also just a visual person. And so when I got her book and I was able to highlight and actually go back and read or like read the same paragraph over and over and over, that's really when it came to life for me. But the other one was by Sherry Dew. Um, women women and, the and the Priesthood. Yeah, Women yeah. and the Priesthood. Um, I really liked that one too, because she talked a lot about the purposes of women mm -hmm. and how we are definitely not less than, even though I never felt that way, it was just really cool to see her perspective as like the CEO of Deseret Book. And she's been in, she was in the General Relief Society, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she's been in really high profile meetings with a lot of really high profile people. And like, she has seen a lot and experienced a lot. And it was really cool to see and hear about all of that, but to see her perspective. Yeah, so. and also because she's not married, like her yeah. life looks different than the typical like LDS woman or Latter-day Saint woman. It's been very different. Yeah. And so to hear her talk about how priesthood and motherhood and like how that applies not only to people who are married, but to all all women. And I yeah. I loved that perspective as well. And of course, Barbara Morgan Bar Gardner's book is awesome. And I will agree with you that it, it's kind of like you have to be in a place to be able to think for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a light read, you know, but yeah. it's really it's really good. So having said that, what did you learn from her book? about the differences between priesthood authority and offices and keys and power and all the different aspects of the priesthood. What did you learn about those things and how they apply to us as women? Yes. So I am so passionate about the terminology and I, I did learn a lot from her book. And then I've also learned like actually some from general conference talks as well within all of the terminology. And there's just been, there's a lot of resources out there that are available, like a lot of really credible quality 
resources to learn about these things. Um, but so priesthood offices, they are extremely important because it's kind of like the gateway into not really the gateway, but it it allows for everything else within his priesthood to be made possible. So all of the blessings that we receive, all the ordinances, everything within the temple, um, we receive that through the roles and responsibilities within priesthood offices. So um, although it's a very intricate part of his plan, it's actually also a really, it's not a really small, but it's a portion of his priesthood. So there's a lot of portions, there's a lot of structures within his priesthood. Um, by definition, the priesthood is God's power and authority that he delegates to men on the earth. And, um, but just because he delegates it to men on the earth doesn't mean that women are not involved. It's kind of, men is in that definition is kind of like men used in scripture, right? So it's used in a variety of different ways, but men get the incredible opportunity to have roles and responsibilities within priesthood offices. And so, okay. I never know like how far to go on this because <laughs> there's so many structures and portions of his priesthood, right? But I think it's really important. And I loved from this book by Barbara Morgan Gardner that she talks about, although there's a bunch of different portions of his priesthood, there's really two structures of his priesthood. And she calls them the hierarchical hi hierarchical, and the familial. So I like to think of it as kind of like a hierarchy where, you know, just like the hierarchy chart where it's like, you know, in a business where it's like the president's at the top and then the vice president and so on. And it just goes down. That's how the offices are kind of structured, right? But then there's the familial priesthood, and that's everything to do within the temple. So once you understand that part, just that part in general, it opens up a whole new world. But then there's also a lot of things within the hierarchical priest, the hierarchical structure of his priesthood. That's incredible because not only do you have priesthood offices, but then there's priesthood keys. And I think this is one of the most like misused terms within the church is usually people say, well, I don't hold priesthood keys, but, and honestly, most men don't hold priesthood keys. Within a ward, there's only four men who hold priesthood keys. And that's the deacon quorum president, the teacher quorum president, the elders quorum president, and the bishop. And even though they hold priesthood keys, all of their keys have a different form of authority. So it's not like the deacon's quorum president has the same priesthood key authority as the bishop, and so on and so forth. But authority is really cool too, because an authority is my favorite terminology part, because there's so much to it. Like men within priesthood offices, they have different authority, right? So they have authority to perform ordinances. But then it's really cool because there's an exception where in the temple, men and women are able to have the authority to perform ordinances in the temple. But there's also, you also receive authority within calling. So men and women, whenever you get a calling, you receive priesthood authority within that calling to perform your calling. 
And it's not all the same type of priesthood authority. So I think if anything, like all of the terminology has taught me that it's really not a blanket statement. And we treat it that way sometimes where we just say the priesthood and we just put a blanket statement on his power. When in reality, it is not just the priesthood. There is so much to his priesthood power and authority. But once you start learning all of the terminology, then it just opens up a whole new world of understanding his plan, but understanding him too, because he is the power and authority that, you know, that he delegates to men and women in a variety of different ways. So that's a really long answer to terminology. I could keep going, but it's so cool. (laughs) It's my favorite part. I agree with you. It is cool when you when you start to understand, because yeah. I grew up just thinking like the priesthood, like I would think of the men. Right. And even, OK, we're having this Relief Society activity. We need the priesthood here to be in the building so that we're not here alone or whatever. And even just this last Sunday, like I was talking to this woman in my ward before sacrament meeting, and we were talking about setting up chairs because we have the 1030 church instead of nine o'clock. So she's like, oh, the priesthood is so happy that they don't have to set up or take down chairs. And I was like cringing in my mind a little bit because I'm like, oh, like that's not that's not right. Like we I don't know. So what are some common misconceptions that you hear? a lot about the priesthood oh that's yeah Uh, i mean and that's (laughs) that's kind of the downside of learning the terminology is you do start to notice it everywhere and it's okay because everyone's doing their best i still say things that are not completely correct probably you know like a hundred percent correct um in the way that i use it so everyone's just doing the best they can but the priesthood is one like we're going to ask the priesthood to set up the chairs or the Relief Society will meet in this room and the priesthood will meet in this room. Or I think the sacrament one is a big one where we would like to thank the priesthood for passing the sacrament instead of we would like to thank, you know, the ironic priesthood holders or the young men. Yeah, I think that's like the best way to say it. Um, or the priesthood holders for administering the sacrament. So I have chosen to go to the temple every week and I go with the purpose of learning. And one of the things that I have learned is to also not really call it the priesthood as much as I possibly can and to refer it to his priesthood. Similarly to how President Nelson was very adamant that the church should be called the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and that we should no longer consider or call ourselves Mormons, or the fact that he was very adamant of you don't say the atonement because it's not just a random event, it's Christ's atonement. And I feel that very strongly with the priesthood too. And I'm not saying I have the same authority as the prophet to say this or anything like that, but I just felt that really strongly. The more I learn about his priesthood, the more I have felt like very strongly to name it his priesthood. So that's one of the things that I used to do that I have been trying to change where I say it's his priesthood or, you know, his power that we draw upon or we can draw upon his priesthood power 
because it's not ours, it's his. But we are very blessed with it. He's very giving for sure. So I really like that. I haven't, I mean, that makes sense. That makes total sense. I haven't ever really like thought about it in that way. I know that the priesthood yeah. is God's power on the earth, but to make that distinction that when you refer to it or talk about it or think about it, it's his priesthood. I mm -hmm. love that. I think that one shift, like that one word is so powerful yeah. because it just frames the whole thing and helps us to remember, okay, this isn't the men, this mm -hmm. is God's power and we all have access to it. So I think that's yeah. a perfect lead in because you learned this in the temple. Mm -hmm. So let's shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit more about the temple and the priesthood within the temple. And you and I talked a little bit before this episode, before we recorded this episode about how the priesthood power is equal between men and women in the temple. Is that, I mean, am I saying that right? Or like, how would you, how would you describe that? Can you talk a little bit about how men and women are equal in the temple through the power of the priesthood? His yeah. priesthood. Yeah. No, it's, it's okay. <laughs> I have to catch myself all the time. Um, yes. Oh man. Okay. So when I first went through the temple, every time it would say priesthood, I would honestly just tune it out because I thought it was just referring to the men. But then once you understand all the terminology and the different structures within his priesthood and the different way that it's delegated and all of that kind of stuff, the temple is a whole new world when you understand that. Because in the temple, everything is equal among men and women. Men don't go, and when they're participating in their priesthood covenants, it's not like they are participating in a priesthood office. So, for example, and I know that we no longer do this because of the changes, and it's okay to say that, but... um. Symbolically, though, we still kneel at the altar as a man and a woman, and it's very equal. We are both participating in the same priesthood covenants. We are both taking upon ourselves the same priesthood covenants with God. And one thing that's really cool to recognize is that every time that priesthood is mentioned in the temple, it is mentioned equally among men and women. It is never said directly to women and it's never said directly to men. So it's, which is another reason why it's important to recognize that his priesthood is more than just priesthood offices, even though priesthood offices is so important, so, so important. It's not just priesthood offices. And again, it's important to recognize that because in the temple, if you recognize how many times it says priesthood, and it's meaning like 10 different ways, it will blow your mind <laughs> of like how intricately involved we are as women within his priesthood. Because it talks about different forms of clothing that are associated with priesthood more than one time and more, it, and it's different every time. But then the covenants that you participate in are within the Aaronic and the Melchizedek priesthood. So you're literally participating in Aaronic and Melchizedek priesthood covenants with God. It's not that you are participating in it in the same way as a priesthood office, role and responsibility, because it's not. But you still are participating in 
Aaronic and Melchizedek priesthood, roles and responsibilities within his priesthood, because it's in within the familial form. It's within the familial structure. So when, when I under, started to understand that aspect, it was like, there is no way that anyone can say that as women, we are not involved within his priesthood because we are intricately involved within his priesthood. Another cool thing to recognize is that the familial priesthood is, is how Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother presided in heaven. So it is kind of familiar in a way. Like when I went through the temple the first time, and I say this with a lot of grace and respect because I know that first-hand temple experiences are not the same for everyone, and I completely understand that. But there was something when I first went through that felt so familiar, and I didn't really know what it was. And now that I understand his priesthood and all the structures, it's like, well, of course this is familiar. I mean, it's how heaven is in a way. I don't think, I'm not saying that it's exactly how heaven is because I don't know that, but I do know that Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother reside in heaven in a familial form, but they also preside within their priesthood roles and responsibilities and power. So I think that is really special every time you go to the temple to recognize that not only is it familiar, but it's also teaching us how to become like them and how to become gods, because that is what we are promised and that is what we are trying to do. That's our test on earth is to learn how to become like them and to choose them. And going through all of the ordinances and with all, within all the steps and within all of the priesthood covenants and ordinances that you make with him, you are literally learning how to become gods through the priesthood, his priesthood. <laughs> his priesthood. That's yeah. like chills. That's, that is just, that's a powerful thought that all of that, what you just explained. If only everyone could understand that, right? And I feel like I'm just barely starting to scratch the surface of understanding, like the magnitude of his priesthood power and how it applies to us. And I love, I don't know if it was in the talk that you referenced, um, Spiritual Treasures by President Nelson, but um, like he has told us as women that every time we go to the temple, we leave armed with his power and angels to watch over us. And that's just, that's also just such a powerful thought to know that this is his priesthood power that the prophet is promising us that we, receive every time we go to the temple and i think that's just like amazing and angels who have charge over us then that we can you know like call upon the power of the priesthood and the power of those angels to help us in our daily lives and i too try to go to the temple every week i'm not perfect at it and i'm in a very different stage of life than you are so i think it's amazing that with little kids you are able to make that a priority but i feel it when i don't go like i feel like this this hole in my life and i it's nothing that i can put my finger on or explain but i'm just like oh, I, I gotta get back like i need that power that i feel it's like tangible almost would you agree with that in your experience 
Oh, 100%. I have gone consecutively every week because I, I made a goal that I will go no matter what every week. And the days change because sometimes things come up. And if I have to go at five in the morning on a Saturday, I will if I haven't been able to make it that week. But the last couple of weeks, I haven't been able to go. Partly because I'm terrible at making appointments and the changes have happened. And so <laughs> I literally have not been able to go for two weeks and, you know, just other family matter stuff. But I definitely feel a void where it's like I need to go back. And this week I'm determined, like, it will probably be me waking up at 5 a.m. this Saturday to go because I need to go. Because it, it really is you really feel a difference. And that that's one thing I didn't cover in the terminology, which is like one of the really important things is priesthood power. And I think priesthood power can be really confusing because it's, and President Nelson said this himself. I can't remember exactly what talk. I think it was spiritual treasures, but he's like, there's no written manual and you're not going to receive a manual of how to draw upon his priesthood power but if if you work with him, the Holy Ghost, and he will guide you to know exactly what to do. And um, you receive priesthood power, though, through the gift of the endowment. So endowment literally means power. So you are endowed with power. That's the gift of the endowment. But you are taught how to draw upon that power within the temple and I think we're, you know, I'm still learning. I think, like you said, you're barely learning how, like, you're like, I'm barely scraping the surface. Oh, I'm definitely still barely scraping the surface. And I joke about it because it's like, it's God's power. So I don't think we'll ever, like, fully, like, really know. Like, we're barely scraping even an understanding of his power. Um, there is an apostle who... And I need to find this because I tell people about it all the time, but it was in a talk. It was in a, an apostle. And I think he was like in his late eighties or nineties. I think it was right before he passed away. And he said, I am just beginning to really understand the temple. And I was younger when this happened. And I remember it made me be like, what? You're an apostle and you're like 90 and you're barely learning how to understand the temple. But the more I go and the more I understand, like it's definitely line upon line. And I definitely learn a lot every single time, but it's exciting at the same time that there's so much to it and that we can literally learn something every time that we go. But priesthood power is one of those things that you have to practice. You have to go consistently. You have to work with God and understanding how to use it. But I think it can often be confused with like an answer to prayer or, you know, just the tip like coincidences or, you know, just a blessing from God where it's like, oh, he just blessed us. And it's like, well, a lot of times, though, when you're keeping your covenants, you are literally able to draw upon his power, which is something that I think we often overlook, but it is so incredible to recognize and to feel when you are actually able to. And you said that you weren't able to put it into words, but really 
And I do I don't know how either, but you can like tangibly feel his power in your life when you are looking for it, when you are reaching for it, when you are constantly trying to have it in your life and draw upon it, you can feel a difference for sure, because it's different than anything else that you've experienced outside of the temple. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. And and how you said when you're trying, I think that is key. President Nelson said the Lord loves effort. He loves effort in all aspects of our lives. And I have found in my experience that when I put forth that effort, he returns in spades the blessings, whether that's putting forth effort to read my scriptures every day or making it a priority to get to the temple or any other gospel habit that I'm working on. He always meets me there. And I used to think, I don't have time. I don't have time for the temple. I don't have time to read scriptures. I don't have time. And I don't want to minimize like time is important. And at different stages of life, it's harder to find it than others. But I found a lot more time than I thought I had when I prioritized those things. And now it doesn't feel like a sacrifice anymore because of the blessings and the power and the spirit that the Lord pays me back with in spades, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I love that. And it's like, he makes more time too. When you try, I shouldn't have time for all the things that I do when I'm consistently putting him first. And when I don't put him first, I can definitely tell a difference with, I definitely don't have time. (laughs) So it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I know that you are working on a temple journal, which is amazing, where you're going to share tips on how to get more out of your temple experience. So I think there's a big excitement for the temple right now because of all the changes, which are amazing. And the the changes alone have already... made me understand so much more or allowed me to understand so much more. I'm like, oh, like you just spelled that out for me. And I've been going to the temple for 25 years and never picked up on that one key thing, you know? But yeah, yeah, so I love the changes and how they point us to Jesus Christ even more. But do you have like a few little tips maybe that you could share with us to help us get more out of our temple experience? Oh, yes. Okay, so I'll start with tips first, and then I'll just briefly explain the journal, Um, because I'm really excited about that. I've been working on it for several months, and it's been my baby. It fell into my lap, and I'm so grateful, and it's I'm really excited about it, because it's it's essentially what I have been doing for a really long time. So um the tips though that i have is to get more out of your tent your experience is to go as often as you possibly can i know every single person is different every single person lives different like a different amount of time away from the temple um i pay to go to the temple (laughs) i pay a babysitter every week to go to the temple because that's that's what's important to me And if if I'm unable to go, then I wake up at 5 a.m. on a Saturday to go to the temple. There's going to be some sacrifice, but it is so worth it to go as often as you can, because that's really when he is able to teach you, because things are fresh on your mind from your previous experience, and then it's fresh 
on your mind throughout the week. And it's not just like this once every so often experience, unless that's your situation and he will meet you where you are at for sure. But if you're putting an effort, like you said, you will learn (laughs) 100%. Um, I think one of the really cool things though, is that Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ really want us to learn and what better place to learn than within the temple. And they really want you to learn from them too. And you can learn from them, especially within the temple. Um, so another thing though, and I was going to say this about priesthood power is one of the things that you are blessed with in the temple, especially is revelation. Like once you really start thinking about it, like you're blessed so much with receiving revelation within the temple. And that is intricately involved within priesthood power. So, I mean, you're blessed to know right from wrong and truth and error and all of these beautiful things. But not only that, you are blessed to receive revelation from God. That's a form of priesthood power. So being able to draw upon that, for me, it looks like like I literally have started praying in a way because again, once I lear- started learning how to give him credit, that's when I started changing my prayers. And I say, please let me know how to draw upon thy power for this. Or please let me draw upon thy power for strength or for understanding this or for clarity or for whatever it is that you need um to recognize that it's his power and that you want to draw upon it um is a really big part of it but priesthood power drawing upon that can literally help you understand and learn the temple a lot more and to ask him to teach you is huge and it he will do it 100%. So I think those are the main tips that I would give. Um the journal though is just that I am not teaching you about the temple in the journal. That's not my job. That's heavenly father and Jesus Christ's job. They will be your teachers. I will leave that to them. <laughs> but I am excited cuz it's all the journal is mainly focused on being able to enhance your experience within the temple to get more out of it. And I literally just walk you through everything that I do to get more out of the temple. But then there's also temple entry pages that you can record what you learn and the things you want to study within the temple entry pages. So if you go every week, the temple journal will last you a year. So It's really exciting. So there's a lot of tips and tricks, but there's also just like kind of a walkthrough of what I do, but it is kind of, it's just based around, this is what I do. Here's a lot of tips and tricks. Here's a lot of ways that you can enhance your experience. Now take it, go pray about it, you know, apply it to your season of life and then go learn from Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ in the temple. That sounds amazing. And I want to do all the things that you do because I just, I feel like you're just a wealth of knowledge on this subject. And I, I learned so much from you, even just from following you on Instagram. And I know that it's like little sound bites and snippets here and there, but even those I'm like, oh, like she understands 
so much more than I do about this. So I want to do what you do. So I think I'm going to need to get this journal. Where might we be able to find it? <laughs> yeah. So you can find it on simplystriving.co. You need to be on the email list for simplystriving.co. So go to their website, get on the email list. You'll get the link for the pre-order sell. With every sell, like with every journal, you'll receive a free gift. And there's limited quantity. So like limited stock. So you want to get on as soon as possible so that you don't miss out. But sweet. Okay. I'll put all those links in the show notes and it'll be great. So we can all go and grab this journal and learn from Emma. So Emma, where else can people find you if they want to connect with you online? Uh, mainly just Instagram right now. <laughs> okay. That's perfect. Instagram, but powerful. And then I'm actually start. We're actually starting a Instagram page called Why I Go, and it's all about the testimonies of why people go to the temple and how it enhances their relationship with Jesus Christ. So that's called Why dot I dot Go, and you can go check that out too. We will link that also in the show notes. I'm excited about this. It sounds awesome. Well, thank you so much, Emma, for being willing to come on the show today and share your knowledge and experience and excitement. I feel this excitement from you about the temple and the priesthood, and I think it's contagious. So thank you for all you've shared here today. It's been amazing. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Lynette. I think you're amazing, and I was so excited to come on. So thanks for all you do. All right, my friends. Isn't Emma amazing? I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I enjoyed it. I feel like I learned so much from Emma about his priesthood. I love that distinction, his priesthood, about the temple, about the priesthood power that we as women get to take part in in the temple and leave armed with his priesthood power. All of that is so profound and so important. I feel like every woman needs to understand this. I hope y'all all y'all, <laughs> I'm not from the South, can you tell? We'll hop on over to simplystriving.co and get on their email list because this launch is happening. This episode will be launching on March 21st. And from March 28th through March 30th is the pre-sale for the VIP subscribers on the list. And then it will be open to the public starting on March 30th through April 6th. So you can, if you want to be on the VIP list, hop on over there right now or, you know, take your chances and see what's left after March 30th. Limited quantities will be available. I'm so excited to get my hands on one of these temple journals. I hope you are too. Thank you for being here, my friends. And I am so excited that you're here and can't wait to see you back here again next week. See you then. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me today. If you are ready to dive in deeper and join the stand movement, find me on Instagram at Lynette Shepard. That's two N's, two P's and an A-R-D or at LynetteShepard.com. If you like what you heard today, please consider sharing the show with a friend or leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. That works wonders in helping us to find the people that we can help. Thank you again. And remember, you were born to stand. See you next time.